Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. All right, guys, are you planning your next litter of puppies? Or maybe you just finished your foundation bitch and you're ready to start health testing. Embark, creator of the highest rated dog DNA tests on the market, offers specialized testing just for breeders. And while they're offering a few different tests, only the Embark for Breeders dog DNA kit was made to provide breed-relevant disease screening for your purebred dogs. It includes traits testing, such as coat color and body size, DLA diversity testing, breed ancestry, easy-to-download OFA submission reports, and the only genetic coefficient of inbreeding test available. Find out why thousands of breeders have trusted Embark to enhance their breeding program, including me, through screening for breed-specific genetic conditions, understanding traits, and identifying genetic diversity. To save on the most accurate, most comprehensive dog DNA kit, visit EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders and use the code PUREDOGTALK to take $20 off a full-priced Embark for Breeders dog DNA kit. That's EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders and use the code PUREDOGTALK. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and we have a very, very special guest joining us today for this holiday season. We're talking to Denise Carroll, and Denise's son, Nick, was in the dog sport with her, and they had a very, very tragic situation. And Denise very much wants to share her story about Nick and how we can help other people with that. So welcome, Denise. Thank you so much for the honor of letting me tell your story. And I wonder if you could start with just a little bit of history about your time with Nick, okay? Thanks for having me, first of all. Nick came to us when he was five in foster care. He was in another foster home before ours, and they couldn't handle his behaviors. So we were contacted to see if we would take him. We did and kind of formed a relationship with his mother in such that she said she would sign over her rights if we would adopt Nick. So we agreed to that. The first five years of Nick's life, he was locked in his bedroom. And when I mean locked in his bedroom, he was literally locked in there. He was five. He wasn't potty trained. He went to the bathroom in this room. He'll paint off the walls to eat. It was a mailman, actually, that alerted the authorities to Nick being locked in there finally. So Nick was tested to see if he was autistic, and he wasn't. They said it was environmental. He had started to really thrive in our home. He was so smart, doing great. And then when he was in fourth grade, fortunately, it's spring break. We had another child in foster care with us at the time who sexually assaulted him. And it set Nick back just into a tailspin. And so we worked with a friend of mine 
who helps train service dogs. And she was in one of the towers when a plane hit. Wow. Yeah. Her and her father have raised German Shepherds for years. So she started working with German Shepherds and doing service dog training as well because of what she went through. Mm -hmm. So she was absolutely thrilled to help Nick. So he took his German Shepherd to school starting in fifth grade. There was a lot of backlash from that at school. Parents that didn't like it. Kids that made fun of him. It was a struggle, but the dog helped him. But it was also kind of a... A double-edged sword. That's exactly what I was going to say, a double-edged sword, because then he was, you know, bullied because of the dog as well. So he struggled a lot in school with being bullied. Dog shows became a safe space for him. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. The thing of it is, is that when he would go to a dog show and he made all these friends, all these juniors that were his friends, they didn't know that Nick that was bullied at school. They didn't know the Nick that had meltdowns because he was bullied so bad. They knew the fun, caring, helpful Nick. And when I say helpful, I mean, he was. If somebody was struggling with something at a show or trying to move something, he was right there. Nobody had to ask him. He would help you if you needed it or not. <laughs> Always helped on a Frio setup. Even if it wasn't our show, they need help. He would help them. He didn't care. That was his element. He loved it. Loved it. And you have, am I understanding, if I remember correctly, Great Danes. Is that correct? That's correct. Mm -hmm. And Nick showed those in juniors, correct? Yes. His Dane is Bosley, a mantle Merle, huge, big, goofy boy. And they were the best of friends. The best of friends. And competed successfully in juniors? Yes. They actually won best junior at the Great Dane specialty in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, it was pretty. I'll never forget that day. He came out of that ring and he was so shocked. The look on his face was like, what? Wait, me? Are you serious? Me? And everyone cheered and, and was yelling for him. And he was still so humble about the whole situation. And I think like three or four people got to him to hug him before I even did because everybody was just so happy for him. He told me it was the best day of his life. That's a pretty good day, man. Yeah, it was. He was thrilled. He was so proud of himself. And what was his favorite part about the dog show? Just the community of it or the competition of it? What made him so happy there? I think it was more the community of it because it didn't matter who was competing. He would cheer you on no matter what. You know, if he lost in juniors or whatever, he'd still cheer on his friends. Yeah, I don't think it was a competition thing. It was more just the fellowship. And he just loved to help people. So he could do a lot for people when he was there. It made him feel important. It made him feel special. It did. Yeah, it did. And, you know, the kids there, the friendships that he made at dog shows were really close ones. They talked on the phone a lot. You know, obviously, we don't always live close to each other, all the juniors. But he maintained some really good friendships. And his sister and he competed were both showing in juniors. Of course, those two would bicker and fight like siblings do, you know. But still, they would be very excited for each other when, however the other one did. And they would still cheer each other on. And how many years was he able to do that? Oh, gosh. Well, we've been showing dogs for years. I mean, I started when I was 16. So he started showing dogs and stuff when he moved in with us. So 
even just at fun matches and things like that, you know, getting started. Mm-hmm. The first time he ever actually showed was when my son had labs. Well, one of my older boys had labs and he got to show one of his labs and he had this gray striped suit on with purple and a purple tie and he looked so handsome. He was probably nine, maybe at the time, eight or nine. Uh, someone came up to him and said, Nick, you look so handsome. And he just smiled from ear to ear and he says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so talk to us a little bit, because in the dog world, we have fabulous people like Nick encountered and had friendships with, and we have some people who aren't as good and bullies happen wherever we are in life. And so that's real. I mean, when I was in first grade, the ways at the bus stop threw my Wonder Woman lunchbox under the bus, you know, I mean, I think that you have knowledge to share and ideas to share about how to avoid costing someone their life. You know, I don't know if I can really, I think the biggest thing is to realize that we're all struggling with something and you never know what someone is going through at the time. So you should try to be kind. And unfortunately, I think in today's society, people can hide behind your phone and be anonymous and say things and not have consequences for their actions. The school really failed Nick. We had a new principal last year and she, for lack of a better word, I think she bullied Nick as well. He would get bullied and he didn't know how to express himself, but he would just have these meltdowns. And he ended up throwing a chair and she called the police on him and filed charges on him. I begged her not to because I said that it's going to send his anxiety through the roof. You know, this isn't what he needs. And I think what I wish for, and I'm not a perfect parent by any means. I'm not trying to say I did everything right. But I wish that people would just stop and think about what someone else will be going through. And I feel like in today's society, kids have gone through a lot more trauma than kids did when I was growing up. In the state of Iowa, there are over 10,000 adopted children, and 98% of those have had some severe trauma. And it isn't always just children who've been adopted. It could be your next door neighbor. So the biggest thing is just to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, and parents need to talk to their kids about being kind, about the difference in somebody else is not a bad thing necessarily. And we did talk to our kids about that. My youngest daughter could be a little bit of a stinker at school. And we constantly had long conversations about things. The other thing I think in today's day and age too, is that parents don't always communicate with their kids. The kids have their electronics and those are their parents. Mm. Essentially, you know, they don't talk with mom and dad like they used to or sit down and have meals together. So I think those are all really, really good recommendations, Denise. I think that you can make a difference in your own child's life if you simply talk to them at dinner. Absolutely. I'm not saying everybody has to go out and buy a dog and show dogs, but I think that... I don't know. I think it's a great plan. (laughs) Um, But I think that the animals make a huge difference with 
being able to relieve stress. And then you have that unconditional love. And Nick had a way with animals. We had birds too. And his macaw has been lost without him, but he could get these birds to do anything. He even trained our chickens to do stuff. So, I mean, you know, animals are just, they're so good for the soul. But, you know, there's something to be said about the dogs with that unconditional love. They don't care if you've had a bad day. They don't care if you look like hell. You know, they just love you for you. And that's what Nick had with his animals. You know, he had that unconditional love and they meant the world to him. The night that he killed himself, I thought he was in bed because Bosley was in his room because he took him to bed with him every night. So when I got up to wake him up, I opened the door and, you know, just kind of hollered at Nick, time to get up and let Bosley outside and realize he wasn't in there. But it's just, I didn't see it coming. He had had therapy that morning. His therapist said she had no red flags. It happened sometime in the middle of the night. And I just, I don't know. I think it is an emphasis to your comment that you just don't know what other people are going through. And kindness does go a very long way. And I think I have a temper. Those of you who know me know this. I've been known to say things I shouldn't have said. And I I think we all do. But there is a big difference between I shouldn't have said that and apologize and move on and targeting people because they dress different or they act different or they talk different or they look different or they have, oh, for God's sake, different skin color. I mean, whatever it is. Correct. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I feel was what happened with Nick was once he started bringing the dog to school, that's when everything went south for him because that he made him an easy target. Right. It really did. And as you said, a double-edged sword because it was also helping him. Correct. Yeah. His service dog, did it go with him to the dog shows? I never had the chance to meet Nick, so. No, he didn't, actually. He only really needed his dog when he was at school. So we didn't take him other places like that because school was the biggest issue with Nick. You know, he usually, if I was there, I was his one person that could usually calm him down if he was getting upset about something. So... You know, we didn't take him into the grocery store unless it was hot or something. Just because basically, if I pick him up from school and it was a really warm day, then we take him in with us to the store. But otherwise, he didn't always have to have him with him mm-hmm. other than really school, right. because that's where the big stressors were. Right. And Serenity and I were in Orlando this past week, right. and it was bittersweet because Nick was supposed to be with us. and. Neither one of us really wanted to be there. It's kind of hard. And the people that we stayed with, unfortunately, did not quite comprehend that, you know, we're just a little over a month from this tragedy. And we're not real compassionate to our feelings, especially serenities. She did have a good time. She won best junior, best junior of miscellaneous. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's awesome. On Friday? Saturday. She got that Saturday. Very cool. And she got best of breed one day with her Lancashire healer. And she had some good times too, but I took some friends of theirs, two of the juniors that both kids are really close to. And Serenity, we went to SeaWorld and we'd laugh for a while. And then all of a sudden somebody would say, oh, Nick would have loved this. We would have been doing this. And then at one point, the four of us just hugged each other and cried. 
but you know the thing of it is is that it was special because they love Nick just like we did and he got to go with you in spirit yeah he did he did I know he was there with us two crying women on a podcast this is awesome <laughs> sorry it's all good it's all good and very very understandable hang tight guys got a little bit of information for you We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. Happy holidays from our sponsor, Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. Whether you prefer giving gifts or receiving them, Trupanion's breeder support program is perfect for you. With the program's Go Home Day offer, you can gift your puppy buyers a special offer to try out a Trupanion insurance policy with no waiting periods. And as a member, you can use Trupanion's professionally curated flyers and infographics in your puppy kits. You'll also get access to a private Facebook group of breeder partners. Getting started is easy. Just follow the link on my partner page at puredogtalk.com. So what is your message for Everybody out there in podcast land, what's your message? What do you want them to hear? What did Nick want them to hear? Nick would want people to be helpful and to be kind because that's what he was. His shining moments were when he was helping someone. And I want more people to be like that, to give to others and not be takers or try and do what's only best for you. I think we all could take a lesson from Nick's playbook. I know I could. 100%. 100%. And even those of us who try really hard could try harder, right? <laughs> I mean, he wasn't a saint by any means, you know, and I'm not trying to make him sound that way because he was a 15-year-old boy and he was ornery, but he was my kiddo and he loved his mom. <laughs> He was very protective of me and, you know, we're having this horrible snowstorm. And I said to my daughter, I feel like I should go out and get on the tractor and try and plow the driveway before dad gets home. The first words out of her mouth were, you know, Nick would never let you do that. She said, so I'm going to tell you no. (laughs) (laughs) And she's right. He wouldn't. Right. Yeah. hundred percent on that one too. (laughs) (laughs) He was special in a lot of ways. That's for sure. And we are very, very grateful for you sharing his story. Is there any sort of a trust fund, anything like that, where listeners could donate or offer their support to your family? We don't have anything right now. What Kevin and I are talking about, what we want to do is to start like a scholarship fund for special needs children or children who've had struggles at school, like being bullied and things like that. Mm-hmm. That is something that we talked to our attorney about a little bit the other day. I told somebody, too, that I feel like I've lived in a bubble because I did not realize how many kids commit suicide every day. I mean, it's just incredible. And I had a mom reach out to me whose son had passed away in October and maybe a month or so before Nick did. And he was 19. He had just turned 19. And he was homeschooled. And all his bullying had been done through basically cyberbullying. Because she said to me, she said, before you blame yourself for not pulling him out of school, that my son was homeschooled. 
So we really want to do something like that, some sort of a foundation. Kevin wants to call it Forever 15 because that's how old Nick was. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, Denise, if it's okay with you, I'll put your email address okay. in the show notes that go up on the website. And if anyone is interested in helping you with that, they can contact you directly there. Okay. That would be fabulous. And if anybody has any ideas, we'll take them. Yeah. There are so many of us, us in the dog world, who came to it for this reason. <laughs> right. At the show we went to in Council Bluffs, Thanksgiving weekend, Nick's favorite color was blue. And one of the juniors came up with the idea of everyone wearing blue the day of the show in Council Bluffs because he had messaged one of his junior friends that day to ask them if they were going to that show they told him that they were and he's like dope so are we so he was excited about the show and to see the amount of people in blue at that dog show was amazing even the judges wow yeah and i had a friend come up to me i didn't have anything blue i bought this just for me and then we got pictures sent to us from massachusetts and arizona and just different states and the support was amazing Absolutely amazing. Ours is a pretty amazing community. It is. It really is. There's a lot of wonderful people out there. And you're right. There are some bad ones, but that's life. You know, you have your good and your bad. You got to take the good with the bad. They're out there everywhere. But our goal is for our community to be shining examples for Nick of kindness and helping people. Absolutely. I had a friend who made t-shirts that say, choose kindness. Well, I believe that as a way to start funding your foundation, you should just sell those for $10 a pop. (laughs) (laughs) She did sell a bunch of them. Yeah, she was pretty awesome. So yeah, it was really neat. It was a great idea. But he just, I miss him terribly. He was my hero. We just all need to be kinder. And I'm going to work hard to change that even in myself it's just right now it's so hard with the grieving to see everything real clear holidays is a terrible terrible time absolutely i put off wrapping christmas presents until yesterday because i had presents for him and he'll never open he'll never see okay denise thank you for sharing your heart thank you and your time And for giving Nick 10 good years. He gave me 10 good years. I'd give anything to have his naughtiness back even. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Like the NPR of dogdom, Pure Dog Talk is here for you. To make sense out of everyday things. To add nuance to your understanding and tools to your tech box. To bring history to life and propel the living history of purebred dogs into the future. Pure Dog Talk patrons support the work we do here by contributing to our crowdsourcing campaign. In return for the generosity that keeps the MP3s rolling, patrons acquire special access opportunities and perks. The most recent addition for our patrons is Pure Pep Talk. These weekly mentoring messages are quick, upbeat, actionable tips and tools for your tech box. Visit www.puredogtalk.com backslash 
patrons to find out how you can join the best community in dogs. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our Dog Show Superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers Desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk.